0: So when we can even be intentional with our breath, it shifts so many things that we're experiencing, both that we're aware of and that we may be not as aware of.
1: Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. Hey listeners, our skin is the human body's largest organ. And if you're anything like me, then you pay very close attention to anything that goes on it. I was so excited when I heard that Four Sigmatic was coming out with the skincare product line and that it was actually going to be edible, vegan and cruelty free. They're introducing their very first mushroom face mask and tonic plus superfood serum. I've been using it now for a month and a half and have noticed such a drastic difference in my skin complexion this is the first purifying face mask that doubles as an adaptogen tonic and a serum that's also a wellness supplement so now treat your skin to the everyday magic of vegan and cruelty-free edible skincare with no fillers plastics or chemicals for more information go to forsigmatic.com and if you're interested in trying the product don't forget to use our promo code radically loved. Again, go to foursigmatic.com and type the code radically loved at checkout so that you can get a special discount on all the four Sigmatic products. And now back to our show. Okay, here here we are. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to have Felicia in the house. Wow. I want to have a little clap track. Or <laughs> I say that every time. I know everybody's probably sick. Every episode that you probably listen to, I say, I feel like I should have a clap track. Still haven't added it, you guys. Um, you know, but I want you to imagine it. So I'm really excited to have you here. Um We're sitting at my house having some tea and playing with our dogs. So if you hear the little puppies in the background, that's what's going on. They're just having a great time. And um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. And I'm a great
0: admirer of you and the way that you're putting your voice out into the world. And which relates to the ways in which we can support each other in the work that we do. So yes. I just want to thank you
1: yeah.
0: oh. for being here and I'm honored.
1: You know, part of what I I really admire about you is how first of all the information that you put out and I've been I've practiced with you on Yoga Glow and I I love um everything that you do and I love the message that you put out on social media all the time every time you post something I know it's going to be something super inspirational which is awesome and I want to talk to you about that too you know being able to um, how you're able to really put something authentic and real just out into the world and I think that that also um, ties into support and really finding that community, right? For us to be able to um, cultivate that, that um, sameness, I think, you know, that, that thing that we can really relate to and come together with, which is what yoga is all about, right? Um, so part of what I have found in the last couple of months is that um, we're definitely in a time where I feel like Uh, we need to support each other like on a deep level and not just the the kind of support where we're just reposting inspirational quotes, right? It's like real connection, feeling support um, that is really going to help us feel more connected and start looking at the ways that we're more similar rather than the ways that we're different, right? Well,
0: absolutely. And I think if any of us look at the reasons why we practice yoga or that we're drawn to anything that gives us solutions for what it means to deal with the heartbreak of being human, right, Right, because that's just part of it. No matter what our path is in life, no matter what our joys are, no matter what our sorrows are, we're going to, at some level, maybe even multiple times a day, experience that heartbreak of being human Mm -hmm. and what are the the tools and the practices and the people and everything that can just soothe our soul and for me um, really early in my yoga practice I was introduced to Ayurveda and Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word that most often is translated to mean science of life and it's um, a way of looking at health and wellness and what I thought when I first learned about it in a way it's almost the owner's manual for the human body and there's a teaching in Ayurveda that says that everything has the potential to be medicinal. And if we really think about that, that's such a powerful teaching. It includes our yoga practice, it includes our breathing practices, it includes our meditation, it includes our food, it includes the tea that we drink, the aromatherapy that we use in our lives, the music that we listen to, the media that we consume, and the people that we hang out with, right? And so there's a long, long list of Mm -hmm. if we consider that, that everything has the potential to be medicinal – and when we apply that when we really really apply that to our lives it shows us all the remedies for resilience that are available to us and everything that can help us to soothe the heartbreak of being human and it feels especially in the world we live in today where all of that feels so immediate whether it's you know watching the news or just everything that comes across our news feed or just stepping outside everything that we are faced with and cope with and have to to navigate you know and this is why we often seek out the practices of yoga but according to ayurveda our practice of yoga isn't just yoga it's everything because it's everything has the potential to be medicinal yeah and not just the kind of medicine we need a prescription to take but the kind of medicine that helps us to you know, like I said, navigate our lives or helps us to find healing and health and wellness and, and gives us, you know, those remedies for building our own strength.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's, that's so uh, beautifully stated. And I think that that, that says a lot with, that says a lot to the point of our imbalances, Mm -hmm. right? To be able to utilize a science like Ayurveda to assess kind of where we are, where we're, where we're, um, what we're missing, where we're out of balance. So with, with your experience, your expertise, um, in the state that we're in, you know, talking about support and all these different things that we absolutely need in, in our life, um, what do you think is the biggest imbalance that we're, we're suffering from at the moment?
0: Well, you know, going back to Ayurveda for a second, because Ayurveda really looks at the core of our health and wellness relates to how well we're digesting, right? And digestion is something that... I go, I know, right? And digestion is something that happens, you know, when we think about digesting our food, digesting the tea that we're drinking, digesting anything. But really digestion is, you know, how we're processing At every level, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So there is um, discussion of the digestion that occurs in our mind, right? Our mental digestion. And I think probably, you know, we keep saying in the world we live in today, and the world we live in today, but really it's the world we live in no matter what today it is, right? You know, that we could just substitute the list of challenges for whatever year we want to put in, right? It's not like... It's not like the world we live in today has the, you know, monopoly on challenge, right? It's just, what's the variety of it? And so in some ways, I think, and, you know, I just thought about this with you asking the question, but in some ways, you know, our greatest illness is indigestion, right? And indigestion, like physical indigestion, mental indigestion, emotional indigestion, psychological, spiritual, all of the above so that indigestion on so many levels and we're constantly taking things in right the food the sensory impressions media right um instagram posts movies all of it is stuff that we're taking in and so really it comes down to how well are we digesting how well are we processing you know and and how are we actually digesting and processing and assimilating and breaking things down and experiencing them and being able to um, integrate them, like physically, but also on all the subtle levels as well. And this is, you know, in many ways, all of the practices of yoga are practices that help cultivate, strengthen, enhance our digestion. Yeah. Yeah and you know that from the digestion of our cells to the digestion of our souls right wow. and and everything that we take in so yeah in some ways it, i think it all could come down to some kind of indigestion oh my god how do we what do we
1: do how, is there like a like a cleanse we can do <laughs> how do we how do we purge that indigestion what what would be your what do you think is, is going to help this, our lack of assimilation? Well, I think there's this thing, you know, we, and it, it, we want the cleanse, yeah? Yeah, right? See? Like I want the seven-day
0: plan. I want the, you know, I want the, the reboot. I want the detox tea, right? I want to just tell me what to eat or tell me what to watch or tell me what to do, <laughs> and then it'll all be fixed. And the rest of my life is going to be perfect. <laughs> right. Right? And that's a thing. But <laughs> right? Or we want, like, the self-care practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, give me the self-care practice. Right. Tell me the practice. Yes. Right? And really, it comes down to this, you know? Because then, then here's the thing with whether it's the seven-day reboot program right. or the daily self-care practice, is then we're like, well, I don't have time for that. Right, whatever. I don't have time for that. I can't do it. I can't do it. Or I, you know, the shopping list is too long. Right. I have kids. I have a job. Don't you understand that I have to do this? Right. I, I I have no time for this. Right. But really, if we look at like the teachings and the practices of yoga and Ayurveda. It's not really about the thing that we add to our day or the perfect self-care practice or the ultimate detox or the seven-day program to the better life. It's about how do we integrate practices into our day and into the flow of the ritual of our routine that actually help enhance our digestion. So one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is self-care is not an add-on, right? And the detox is not the destination. It's what are we integrating into our day? Because ultimately, we need to do some level of detox every day, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a little bit, right? You know, what, what, because if, if you only, like, let's say you only took out your trash in your kitchen once a year. Oh, right? Like that's your yearly detox. Well, it doesn't really work that way. There's there's the little things that we do every day. I mean, even each and every breath is an opportunity to detox. Like we're exhaling with every breath. Every rhythm includes an exhalation.
1: Yeah. I've never thought about that. Like taking the garbage out once a year, it's always that thing where, oh, at the beginning of the year, I'll do a social media detox. I'm going to do all the detoxes for this short amount of time. And then the rest of the year, we're just putting stuff in that we can't really fully assimilate. Right, and I think it's about how are we doing something to
0: enhance our digestion every day. So we could think about it like drinking hot water with lemon in the morning. We could think about it like having a cup of warm tea. We can think about it of being really intentional with a relaxation, a shavasana, a meditation practice. Because according to the teachings of yoga, meditation is everything that meditation is, but it's also a practice of digestion. It gives us that moment of mental digestion to have those experiences or quiet, right? You know, even sleep is a practice of digestion. Mm -hmm. So sometimes bringing in that intentionality to it, right? Because ultimately we are doing things throughout the day. We're taking showers or washing our hair or doing something, but we may not be doing it with our full attention.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And if we bring more attention to whether it's our pro- practices of digestion or detoxification or assimilation, that can amplify them, mm-hmm. right? Attention, mm-hmm. attention is an amplifier. Yeah. And even with social media, you know, are we just scrolling all day or do we engage with it the way we would engage like with a meal? Right? Where you're savoring it and you're connecting with the people you want to connect with. Like sometimes I'll look for specific people. Oh, I haven't heard from, you know, my high school friend so and so in a while. Let me just check in or touch base, right? So you yeah. even think about it instead of just all day snacking, right? Or instead of eating without thinking, you know, am I using my social media like I would eat dinner? Like, what do I want to eat? Who do I want to connect with? What am I tasting? What's the experience that I'm coming away with? Mm -hmm. You know, who am I leaving notes for? Who am I checking in with? Right? Instead of like random. Yeah. And then that can build up. Random, mindless indigestion. Oh, I have a second at a stoplight, so I'm going to scroll through.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so guilty of all of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And... Um, do you, can you, uh, speak to the utilizing the breath for detoxification a little bit more? Because I love that. And I feel like people don't think about that so much that, you know, we're shallow breathers a lot of the time, you know?
0: Well, and breath is such an interesting thing, right? Because we're breathing all the time. We just are. We're breathing all the time. And we don't have to think to breathe, which is a great gift. Because if we had to think for every breath, then when would we be checking our, you know, Instagram? Because it would take up a lot of bandwidth, right? (laughs) Like animals, like like dolphins and whales have to think to breathe. But they're only breathing once every five to 20 minutes.
1: What? I didn't know that.
0: Right, because they're in the water, right? Right. So you think about... You know, I used to be a, a, a docent or a guide for like whale watching boats. right? Oh my so, God,
1: I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. So
0: you think about like a whale, right? Okay. A whale lives under the water, like eats things under the water, yeah. swims under the water, but they breathe air. So they have to actually make a decision to go to the surface to breathe. It's a thought. Right? Apparently. I mean, I haven't really had a conversation with a whale about this, so. so maybe I'm assuming a few things, but it is a conscious, they make a conscious choice right, to go to the surface and breathe. For us, we're breathing all the time. We're, we're, we could be driving and breathing. We can be talking and breathing. We can be eating and breathing. It's like magic. right yeah that's it's amazing right yeah we're breathing we don't have to think to breathe and in fact if something happens to us you know our you know our breathing just happens we're asleep. we breathe it's it's mind-blowing yeah right there's a whole thing too with whales that like one side of their brain will go to sleep and the other side will stay awake because they still have to breathe Wow. not that often but like every 20 minutes or so That is bizarre. Right? Yeah. So anyway, we don't have to think to breathe, which is great because it gives us lots of time to do other things. But our breath is so intimately connected to our whole embodied state of being, which is why so much in yoga focuses on the breath, right? Because our breath is intimately connected to the workings of our nervous system you know, our emotional state, our states of mind, our breath is a connecting point between, you know, the workings of our physiology, our body. The breath is a connecting point between our subtle body and our physical body. So, when we can even be intentional with our breath, it shifts so many things that we're experiencing, both that we're aware of and that we may be not as aware of. So, every time you inhale, you're taking things in as much as you are taking things in when you eat or when you watch TV or watch a movie or watch a video you're taking something in and that pause after the inhalation is that pause of digesting and then exhaling when we exhale we're letting things go right we're yeah. re- we're releasing our metabolic waste yeah right and we're and we can physically let go like on our exhale you know, our heart, even, our heart rate even slows down a little bit as we exhale. Yeah. So there's these really interesting things of that point of connection. And again, it's why in the teachings of yoga, there's so much focus on the breath. Because we always have the breath with us. Right? We don't need any special props.
1: Right. We don't right. need
0: any special clothes. Mm-hmm. We don't need a yoga mat. Everything is just right there with the immediacy of the breath. So it's such an amazing tool, too. You know, even thinking about driving, we can be aware of our breath as we drive. We can be aware of our breath in so many situations. And it's why it's also an entry point for meditation and focusing our thoughts, our attention through the breath. You know, when um, when I was in nursing school, I used to use a lot of meditation techniques that focused on the breath, when I was working in a hospital, but also even taking exams, right? That sense of slowing down, focusing, bringing my attention and awareness, um, not rushing through things. So it's also something that helps enhance our ability to be present or focused or digest information Mm -hmm. and let things go. So our breath is a way, moment by moment practice of drawing in whatever is medicinal, digesting, assimilating, integrating, and then letting go whatever we don't need, detoxifying, releasing, um, eliminating. And there's that pattern that happens all day, every day, drawing in, Integrating, releasing,
1: yeah,
0: taking things in, assimilating, detoxifying. So that's an everyday practice. And we get stuck sometimes in, okay, I have to take everything in, right? I have to binge watch something. Right? And I'm all for binge watching, right? Like, I think it's fun. <laughs> well, I love movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I ditto the same. Yes. I love it, right, but then it's like, okay, how am I integrating um, digesting processing
1: uh-huh.
0: having a little bit of a pause or some quiet, and then letting go whatever I need to let go of
1: right yeah, I mean, I think that this is such a it's such a simple thing, right, and it also obviously relates to um the rest and digest Mm -hmm. ability of of our own mechanism to be able to um, be in a place of homeostasis so that we can let those things go, right? To be able to...
0: Right, but even
1: in the homeostasis and the rest and digest part of it,
0: it's a fluid thing. You know, sometimes we think of rest and digest as like static, Yeah. but think about, you know, so the breath, but think about the heartbeat, right? So our heart, which is also beating all the time, contracts and relaxes and contracts and relaxes and contracts and relaxes again and again and again and again from our first breath to our last and the contraction is important and the relaxation is important so and they're both necessary and it's fluid right it's a it's a heartbeat it's a continuous process it's a rhythm it's a rhythmic process. And you know, We talk about heartbeat as having a rhythm. So that's something we can tune into, too. Because sometimes we get focused on action, which is the contraction, or you know, doing nothing, which is the relaxation. But really, it's the fluid between the two. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's, we need activity, we need rest. We need activity, we need mm-hmm. rest. Yeah. And we need it every day. We are yeah. awake. We are asleep. We want our waking time to be really awake, and we want our sleeping time to be really asleep. Mm -hmm. And what happens sometimes, too, and I think this is where it gets into the illness of indigestion, it gets into our sense of exhaustion, it Mm -hmm. gets into everything else, is that sometimes we're not fully active, and sometimes we're not fully sleeping. Mm Right, like oh, I can't really sleep. I need to stay up and work on this, or I'll be half asleep, or I'll sleep with my lights on, or I'll fall asleep watching something. Yeah. Right, so then that's you're watching something and sleeping. So then you have the lights and the sound and everything else, rather than just fully sleeping.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, you had you said so many things. I'm like, I have so many questions. I'm, I put pins in all these things that you said. I'm like, okay, so. How do we know? Because I'm all I'm doing is analyzing my my schedule or the way that I work. It's so usually 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 I take um, I work all year and I usually take December off or I try to take December off and I've done it for the last two years and it's just like it's not enough. I always am so exhausted, you know, and I feel like I didn't get enough rest. Um, and that makes sense because I'm going I'm going all year, like without keeping the balance of, Oh, rest a little bit every day. It's like, no, 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 I'll wait till December. And then December comes around and then it's just like, I can't rest. Cause I'm just like, you know, it's like I have shell shock from the entire year being busy, you know, all year. Right. And it's like, you haven't, you, you're not giving yourself that wind
0: down point because there's also something, and I've seen this, I've experienced it. And I've seen it with other people where we have an adrenaline hangover. Right, and then adrenaline hangover can be from you know, I mean, I practically have a caffeine IV. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know those moments when you, you realize that you've had a little too much caffeine. Yeah. Right, like even for me, it takes me a lot to get to that point. But sometimes it happens, and then I'm like, oh, that was sad. I didn't really need that <laughs> cup of fill in the blank. Right, <laughs> and or those things, and I've had this too. I mean, I produce a magazine and with la yoga magazine we have those moments where we have to send something to the printer and we have a schedule and there's a time and it all has to be sent at a certain time so i've definitely had moments where i'm in that heightened state or i've been up for like 21 hours straight or longer or whatever and and then after the day after there's the adrenaline hangover yeah right like it you don't even need drugs to have the, you know, or alcohol to have the hangover because you're building up to that point of intensity. Yeah. And it can happen even from great things, right? You're having so much, you're something great is happening or whatever's going on in your life. And there's a lead up to this thing. And then afterwards you have to like recover from the hangover. Yeah. So that's where this flow and, You know, I've definitely had times where I've had the adrenaline hangover because you have to push through for whatever it is, right? Or there's plenty of examples in life where you have to kind of push past whatever your normal cycle is or whatever Mm -hmm. your normal limits are. And so you do that knowing that there is a, you have to give yourself something extra, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? You're going to have to give yourself something extra afterwards. To, to compensate. That's also part of self care, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're if you're asking more of yourself, you have to give more to yourself to, to in order to bounce back appropriately. Right. So so there is that 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 those hangover moments. And when you're in that you just know okay that's what I'm in. But then you look at okay what are the things that I can do to just strengthen that resilience, digestion, rest. And and again, one of the things I think about in terms of sleeping is what can I do to give myself the best quality sleep I can,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Whether it's turning off the lights, which is something I struggle with. I feel like, oh, I should stay up later, or I should do this, or I should have this light on, or I should read this book, right? No, it's like, okay, I have have this whole conversation with myself at night. Okay, Felicia, you have to turn off the lights, right? You have to turn off the screens, right? You do sleep better. Like, I sleep better with heavier blankets on me or even an eye pillow. Yes. And if I can get that better sleep... Then the next morning goes better.
1: Right. Right. And then right. you've
0: actually put yourself in that recovery mm-hmm. and reset mode so that you actually have a better action afterwards. Like the better the relaxation, the better the contraction. Yeah. Right. The better the exhalation, the better the inhalation. Mm-hmm. So it's all right. If you can make sleep count, like make those, make that time count, make yeah. it matter. So that way when you're awake, you have that much more, you know, whatever you whatever the juge is. The juge, yeah. the mojo, the
1: the prana, the prana, energy. the energy,
0: the, the feeling alive, the, the vitality, enthusiasm. the enthusiasm, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you have like more personal likes. Yeah. So I think it's it's great too knowing that okay, here's the cycle of my year, but eleven month and and then December That's a lot to kind of set yourself up for. And it's not even the whole month. It's like three weeks, really. Yeah, and probably like two and a half of those weeks, you're dealing with the adrenaline hangover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And then you get to like the last couple days. And then it's like, I feel like I've not rested at all. Right. Because you had to like deal with the hangover part of it. Right. Right? You know, every so often, I'll, uh, I'm trying to remember when it happened to me recently, but every so often, I'll like end up in a situation where I'm actually hungover. And then I'm like, What did I do? I'm like, oh, I had that extra (laughs) glass of, like, oh, that's what that feels like, right? And so you've gone below, like, your set point. So then you have to work harder to get back up. Right. Right? Right. Right. And that's where it's the drinking extra water, the getting Mm -hmm. extra sleep, the extra B vitamins, right? Mm -hmm. The the ways in which you've kind of, you know, stripped your body. Yeah. You have to give it back.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I'm, like, just... Uh, my mind is getting blown right now because this is all stuff too that we, or people in the health and wellness world, these are all things that we know, right? It's all the knowledge. It's the things that we know that, oh, yeah, of course I feel better when I get sleep. Of course I feel better when I turn everything off and I'm able to fall asleep when my body wants to fall asleep and wake up early and do all the things. But for some reason, it's just it. Well, we think that somehow like knowing about health,
0: is like a superpower Mm -hmm. that, like, we can get away with things, (laughs) right? Like, because I know these things... I could stay up for 24 hours straight and everything's going to be okay. Well, no, 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 no. No, that's why I have these conversations with myself at night. Like, Felicia, you know you sleep better when you turn off the lights. Like, it seems Um, like a simple thing. And then you have to remember that, again, because there's this knowing about health, you think it's a superpower. Right. Right? And you think that somehow then you become immune (laughs) from everything. Right? Like, knowing means that I don't actually have to do it. Yeah. Right? I know it. I know know it.
1: it. So, So I don't have to Actually, I know it, right?
0: Yeah. right? And then it's like, well, no, you actually do have to turn off the lights. And yeah. again, that seems like a really simple thing, but I, I know, I feel it in myself. Like the nights that I fall asleep with the lights on or I forget to do it, I d- do not sleep as well as the nights when I've actually turned off the lights. It right. seems like such a small thing, but that's what self-care is. It is these small things. It's not, it's not the seven-day detox in Costa Rica, right? It's the are you turning off the lights every day and... And it, it's also, the thing is, we have to remember that just because you did it yesterday doesn't give you, like, a free pass for today. It's, it's like brushing your teeth, right? Like, I brushed my teeth today, and I plan to do it again because the fact that I have brushed my, I brushed my teeth last week yeah. doesn't really help me today. I mean, it does, right? Like, there's there's good things that happen, and there's a good there are good things that happen from like the accumulation of right, self care, right, right. right? But just the accumulation of self care doesn't get you off the hook,
1: right? Right. Yeah, that's so good. Such a great analogy. Such a great metaphor. You're absolutely right. It's the whole going back to the whole taking out the garbage once a year. Like it just right. doesn't work. You know?
0: No, no. Like I have to do it again. Yeah. Right. Or the compost, or the recycling, or whatever. Right. Like I have to actually do it again. Yeah. And that's also a trap that we fall into, right? Like, I have so much. I have, like, I have so many hours of self-care, right? Or I have so many hours of yoga practice. Or I have so many hours of meditation. Yes, that's great. And that has, like, the power of accumulation. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to, like, the breath or the heartbeat. You're going to do it again. Yeah. You're going to breathe again. Your heart is going to beat again. You have to rest again. Yes. Like, yeah. you don't get to, like, bundle up your sleep
1: right and use it as a credit right for like today yeah it doesn't work that way <laughs> no. like maybe it works that way like
0: when you pay your rent but it like okay i'm going to build up like if i'm going to build up this credit and pay this bill and if i pay extra but it doesn't work that way for things like sleep or self-care yeah. which are very cyclical
1: yeah Right. Yeah. Like
0: the way we live our life is really cyclical. Yeah.
1: I love that. And that's a great tie in to something else I wanted to talk to you about with regard to um, being able to cultivate a supportive community. hmm. Hello listeners, Uh, as many of you know, I am a yoga teacher, which means I like to wear a lot of stretchy pants and things things that are comfy and actually look good and that fit my curves right. And so, you know, when we shop for things that we like to wear out, for me, I like to look for two things, number one, affordability, and number two, it has to be of good quality. So I'm not sure about you guys, but when I slip into a comfy pair of yoga pants or a nice top, I wanna actually feel like it fits my body, and I don't want it to feel like I'm sausaging myself (laughs) into something. I know that's a little bit TMI, but it happens sometimes. With that being said, I'm super excited to partner with a company founded by the beautiful Kate Hudson. Fabletics is a fashion-focused activewear brand with a mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone because of their exceptional price point. No matter if you're ready to zen out in a yoga class or go to a spin class or take a stroll in the park, Fabletics has you covered and carries gym wear suitable for any type of workout. Fabletics is your one-stop shop for affordability gym wear and all of their designs are created in-house. Trust me, you seriously can't find these pieces anywhere else. So before I forget, Fabletics is offering all of you an incredible deal so you don't want to miss the get two leggings for 24 dollars at 99 nine dollar value when you sign up for a vip so all you have to do is go to fabletics.com forward slash rosie r-o-s-i-e to take advantage of this deal now so that's fabletics.com forward slash rosie To get two leggings for $24 and also free shipping in orders over $49, international shipping is available and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. So go to fabletics.com forward slash Rosie or you can go to the show notes for this episode and click the link directly. And now back to our show. Right, because I think that everything that you're talking about is implicit of having to do something daily or having to build something for a long period of time and I think that being able to do that in an, a place or in an environment where you feel the love and support of the community or the people around you is super helpful it makes it maybe a little bit more sustainable um, you're Every time that you're reaching out, whether it be with um, LA Yoga Magazine or through your posts or the work that you put out, it's, um, there's always the heart of being able to cultivate something that people can use for sustainability for a long term. It's not just like, oh, here's a quick fix. Like, this is it. I mean, you're even talking about in your own practice how you have to have these conversations with yourself at night. Right. This is like it's it's a long term thing. Right. And and so I guess my question is, how has building a community helped that with you or how have you seen it help your community cultivating a a space or ideas that that can support everybody else's opinions or um, like mindedness to you know create a sustainable community or you know just like a I don't know I think I asked you like three different questions in that
0: well we'll start with this that one of the cornerstones of the teachings of yoga has to do with community and I think it's one of the reasons why we love going to take yoga classes and I mean I teach on an online site right like Yoga Glow or Glow offers classes online that you can take anywhere. And there's community aspects to that where you can share and check in and write comments and notes and everything or practice with other people. And it's funny because even my sister and I have had times where we've been traveling and we'll practice together using Yoga Glow and practice, you know, take we usually take other people's classes and not mine, Um, (laughs) which is fine. (laughs) But one of the things in terms of yoga practice. And I I would say like yoga practice has definitely been the longest relationship I've had in my life, right? That relationship with practice is a Mm -hmm. long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and how to cultivate that long-term relationship and, and finding community or finding like my people has been an important part of that. And one of the things I like to think about is cultivating instances of positive peer pressure, and and the way I use it is this. And over the years, I've had people that I've practiced with, like practice partners. And sometimes we'll get together and practice in somebody's living room. Sometimes we'll go to class together. Sometimes we'll just check in with each other. And that sense of, you know, how am I staying committed and connected to my practice and doing it through finding people. And sometimes I'll meet friends in classes. I've definitely had amazing friendships that I've cultivated over the years with people that I've met in yoga class or met through yoga in some Mm -hmm. way or I'll have friends in other ways and we'll go to class together like I've become friends with one of my neighbors and it's really fun because we'll go to class together last week we went we found a breathwork class that we went to together and and just that that sense of how do we support each other through practice um And I think that can be done physically, and I think it also can be done remotely, right? There's people that we connect with in all the various arenas of online or social media or anything else, and it's looking for the ways in which we can encourage each other. So for me, I definitely think about how to use um, kind of all forms of connection to help support each other. You know, mm-hmm. or how how to use all forms of connection to find that mean uh, means of support. So it goes back to everything being medicinal that mm-hmm. even our relationships, how are our relationships medicine mm-hmm. and not poison. Yeah. Because according to the teachings of Ayurveda, everything is potentially medicinal, but the flip side of that is also true. Mm-hmm. And we know that sometimes that we can be in relationships that can be toxic. So how do we you know how do we use discernment to you know how do we make judgment calls right and sometimes we look at making those kinds of decisions and in a way that too is a kind of um digestion and detoxification so how do we how do we navigate that and I mm-hmm. think that's also a daily practice and I think about um choosing relationships that are supportive and it's not from a Pollyanna-ish perspective. Like I've definitely gone head-to-head with some of my friends and had challenging times and you figure out ways to navigate that Mm -hmm. and to know that, you know, okay, if if my highest value is support and connection and, and strength and compassion, sometimes it's a bumpy road. Yeah. And being willing... To, to be on that bumpy road with those goals of support, compassion, collaboration, uplifting each other, and then being there for hard times, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that one of the biggest things that I feel like when we've, we've talked about that in the past and not, not in unarticulate way like you just put it I think just more broad strokes with regard to how to identify when a relationship is toxic or it's actually feeding you you know especially when we haven't sharpened our discernment tool you know because we're we just haven't had the practice right Right. so then we may think that those moments of having a disagreement are all of a sudden now this person's toxic it's like how do you discern whether it's time to navigate an issue with somebody that you love somebody that you care about or it's actually not serving your highest good
0: right and I think that's the kind of thing and I joke sometimes but I'm also serious (laughs) when I say I'm going to meditate on it Right. And that's like a legit answer I give to things. And people who know me, like, I don't know if they think I'm just being facetious facetious or like crunchy granola or anything, but it's like, no, that's a legit answer for me. And sometimes I'll just think on, you know, or just meditate on it. And, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a danger sometimes in making a snap judgment in, okay, this situation has now become toxic. You know, I... I'm not meaning to like call out one of my friends, but who, she said something to me. Like there was there was a moment where we had a disagreement, and I had to give myself some space. And when we kind of talked about it, she's like, "You've had me in the penalty box," and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's," and I'm like, "Well, that's an interesting way to look at it, right?" Yeah. And then I was talking to somebody else about it, and she was saying we were talking about somebody being in the penalty box, and that sounds so uh, like you're punishing somebody. Yeah. But I think there's also a sense of the space that we give ourselves around mm. something that the practice of discernment is a practice of contemplating or meditating on something. And we don't have to make a snap judgment about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. that in, and, 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 even in people, it's okay. It's okay to put ourselves in the penalty box, right? Like in, in a way the penalty box is how we give ourselves some space. Yeah. Right. Like how can we give ourselves space from a situation to have clarity on it because in the teachings of ayurveda well what makes something medicinal or toxic sometimes it's the dosage oh right yeah the dosage of a person too right like even ourselves sometimes we have to 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 navigate that a little bit Mm -hmm. like sometimes Mm -hmm. a small amount of something and then taking a break from it is actually okay and it doesn't necessarily mean that oh, now this person and our relationship have become toxic. It's like, oh, no, we've entered some territory that we might have to navigate differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's okay to take space or to give space, and that's also part of digestion. Yeah, And then to see, well, what happens from there? Can something be resolved? Yes. Or are there certain patterns that are repeated? Or is somebody... Um, Making comments that are negative or you know are there ways to 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 uplift? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's not a cut and dry sort of answer, right? Yeah. And the practices of discernment are the practices of I think taking time
1: yeah
0: and and evaluating and questioning mm-hmm. and that in a way is that practice of kind of discernment or anything else. So sometimes when I say I'm going to meditate on it, I mean it, right? Like I do mean it, like not sometimes, all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. It's, it's, it's great. so great. Like it's so true. Because sometimes we think like meditating means like, uh, I'm going to like blank out the slate and enter a state of complete enlightenment and I'm not going to think about anything. And that's not really what meditation is. Sometimes meditation can be that we take a question and contemplate on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go on an internal quest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. So I I only have a couple of questions. Um, What has been for you personally, your biggest intention with um, all the work that you've put out in the world with magazine, with your teaching, with your studies with just you as a teacher um, what what is the biggest intention behind the work that you do?
0: well I think for me there's there's a few kind of guiding principles for me that are really important that I've I've come to realize and one is kindness and I think that um, the practice of cultivating kindness and compassion so it's at the core for me of what I do, and maybe it's because it's something that I feel like I need to give to myself and um, and to put out in the world. That sense of, yeah, sharing more kindness, creating kindness for myself, being compassionate toward myself and toward others, and whether it's through teaching or writing, and for me all of it's the same, whether it's in LA Yoga Magazine, whether it's in a class that I'm teaching, whether it's in a social media post, it's all the same in terms of cultivating greater compassion and kindness. And I think it's um, it's what we need and it's what matters, because there's a lot of things that have other intentions, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very diplomatic of you. <laughs> yes. And sometimes people make a sport out of tearing other people apart. Yeah. And I think oh. that there are other ways to communicate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. Um, what is freedom? I think
0: one aspect of freedom has to do with cultivating a sense of ease. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that... that Freedom is also a sense of feeling that there are always options. Feeling that, um, then in many ways, I think, um, one of my favorite of the Yoga Sutras is, um, Yoga is. Stira Sukha Asanam, which, you know, there's many translations of that sutra, but stira, my favorite translation is steadiness, and sukha, my favorite translation is sweetness or ease. So how can we, in every aspect of our life, you know, every pose that we take, every movement, everything that we navigate throughout the day, how can we cultivate greater steadiness and greater sweetness and ease, and I think that's really what freedom is, is can we be steady? Can we be full of ease? Can we find sweetness? And can we actually, um, inhabit that and, and uplift other people with those values, right? Of steadiness Mm -hmm. and of ease and of sweetness. Yeah. Right. And I can understand that it's it's an easy thing to say, right? Because there's a lot of layers to what freedom is. But I think from the personal to the political, it's a sense of steadiness, sweetness, ease. Having that ourselves and cultivating that in our relationships with each other.
1: Mm. What is love?
0: I think at the heart of love is um, acceptance, right? And that's acceptance for ourselves, for who we are, and acceptance of the other people and beings and life forms around us for who they are, right? That real love, and again, there's so many layers to it, relates to... Acceptance and acceptance doesn't necessarily mean that we're being complacent, it also relates to giving the space, um, the steadiness, the ease for Mm -hmm. you know allowing people and you know other beings to be their best self.
1: Yeah, I love that. What advice would this Felicia give to Felicia? Oh my goodness, right?
0: I think definitely that self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-love, and discernment. But you know those things. I think maybe maybe I'll just speak for myself. You know, I spend my whole life, um, you know, wanting to be the good teacher to my teenage self, right? <laughs> or that you know, I spend the whole lot li- my whole life like learning the lessons that that I struggled to learn as a teenager.
1: Right.
0: And I started practicing yoga when I was a teenager, so I think there was that real desire for the answers that didn't seem to be available from mm-hmm. any other place that I could find. Mm-hmm. Because I think in, for me, the practice of yoga helped to have a means by which to navigate those those questions of how to find, how to experience you know, self-love, self-acceptance, ease. What does it mean to feel a sense of ease in one's own body? And sweetness and steadiness.
1: Oh, so good. What would your 95-year-old self tell you now?
0: Oh, like you will never be this young again. So like <laughs> Run around naked as often as possible. <laughs> and it's okay to drink coffee. <laughs> and eat full fat yogurt
1: <laughs> okay, I love full fat yogurt that's the kind I get I love it so right. much. and like whipped cream yeah no right. I love that that's really good um, <laughs> so I, I only have uh, one more question to ask if that's okay um, and it's pertaining to this particular podcast and why I started it so um, I started Radically Loved as a way to you know, bring like-minded people together to um, create a community um, and to support each other. It's it's about it's about connecting the entire tapestry that is just our sameness, our humanity, and and we're all radically loved by God, Source, Universe, Baby Buddha, Baby Krishna, whatever higher power of your understanding, the universe works for us and not against us. And we're all radically loved. And so the question to you, it's two part. Uh the first one is how do you feel radically loved? And what do you radically love?
0: So I think there are so many moments in our life where we're taught lessons about love and I think love is a practice. So it's, it's those, yeah, love is definitely a practice. And I know people talk about this a lot and I didn't really understand it until I had a dog, right? <laughs> like I've not been a lifelong dog person I did not really understand this whole dog thing. <laughs> or living with dogs, like I didn't grow up with dogs, anything, uh, anything like that. So living with a dog has been an experience that has given me a lot of lessons about radical love. Not that I haven't learned these lessons from people, because I have, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and I'm not diminishing than many people in my life. and But it's been different because I think the thing for me, my experience and really think about radical love is that dogs don't talk, right? They do bark (laughs) and they do like make their wishes known. (laughs) But there's no like running commentary, right? Like you live with a partner and there's like a running commentary, right? right? Yeah. (laughs) Right, or even like parents or kids or other family members. There's a, there's a whole, like, discussion component to things. Whereas dogs, they don't, there's a whole, like, you know, they do, they definitely have preferences and they say things, but it's different. And so this nonverbal love piece. And to walk into a room and have a little animal like jump up and down and do exciting things not that it's always just about like okay I want somebody to jump up and down my walk in the room right that's the criteria for my relationships (laughs) I hope everyone's taking notes so (laughs) right but it's more just there's this sense of like this this whole energy because I think that there's an aspect of either feeling or experiencing love that has to do with deep, deep acceptance. And it doesn't mean that you have to like everything or, or anything else, but that there's a deep acceptance of, of who you are. So I think that there's um, really feeling loved is also feeling accepted and it, at a deep, deep, deep root level. And so I think whether it's, you know, self-acceptance or feeling that with another person or feeling that with um, an animal, that there's a relationship between radical love and acceptance that I think is really profound.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm
0: -hmm. And I've experienced it with people too, so it's not just little fluffy for animals I guess I answered them both together huh yeah like what do I radically love because some people you know I don't have children so some people talk about like feeling radical love is you know their children uh, or what do they radically love and I think for me if I had to make a list of what I radically love it would be a very long list and it wouldn't necessarily be exclusive. And I mean, for me too, I'm a very deeply spiritual slash religious person. So there, there is a lot of, um, you know, God, higher power in that for me that then trickles down to everything else or encompasses everything else, right? Whether it's my deep radical love of, of the planet and everything on it and um you know my own appreciation gratitude for my own life and my family you know it's the kind of thing that if i really look at how to answer that it's not just one thing like what do i radically love like where do i begin and end like we could sit here for the rest of my conscious and unconscious breaths to answer that question and I think that one of the greatest gifts that we can experience is to feel that radical love many times in our life yeah and many times in our day it doesn't have to be a peak moment
1: sort of answer yeah I love that I love that no pun intended um Mm -hmm. Well, I I do want to thank you for being here. This has been such a great conversation, and uh, I just want to take a moment to thank you for obviously coming over and hanging out, but for sharing your wisdom and your love and your teachings and everything that you do has provided so much value in the world, and I can speak for myself as well, just being a student of yours on Yoga Glow or on Glow. it's, it's been such a pleasure and joy to be a part of your um, atmosphere. And I'm really grateful to have you on here. So thank you for for this. And um, so for everybody listening, um, if they want to reach out to you, they want to get to know more about you and what you do, where can we send them?
0: Uh, so, you know, on GLOW or GLOW.com, I have, I, I think it's like 160 classes or something like that. I have a, I have There's a lot. lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of classes and many of them focus on different aspects of self-care and internal compassion and kindness. Because for me it's it's something that's that's so important and it's kind of the, the thing that I wanted to teach my teenage self. So it's the thing that I will probably spend the rest of my life focused on. Um, I also am the Editor-in-Chief at LA Yoga Magazine, so layoga.com, which we write about a lot of different people, places, and things, and try to share inspiring stories about making practice part of everyday life. And then um, my website, and which just shares information about my teaching and my private practice. And, my work on LA yoga and everywhere else. And I do, I do teach, um, I do teach at retreats and festivals and conferences, and we'll be leading a retreat later this fall with a dear friend of mine to Costa Rica. And, um,
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And if you are you on social media? I am on social media. I
0: love social media. It's so fun. And um (laughs) and I and I I love it and I think it's fun. It's like, you know, dessert, right? You know, so I, I that's how I treat it. I treat it like dessert. And being somebody who has been trained as a writer, like I was trained as a writer and I've written my whole life so it's it's just an outlet for that so my name Felicia Tomasco I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and I like to share whipped cream inspired <laughs> deserty kind of things <laughs> and things that focus on love and self care yeah. and practice and what does it really mean to live in the world mm-hmm. and And live in the world with kindness, compassion, self care, and love.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. So, for those of you that are listening, if you go to the show notes, all of those links that Felicia just mentioned will be on there. Be sure to share this episode with someone who you think will benefit from it. And if you liked it, please share it on uh, Instagram and don't forget to tag us both on there. And that will wrap our episode. Thank you so much thank you thank Thank you to the puppies thanks to the puppies and thank all of you listeners thanks thank you hey everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode I am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta subscribe on iTunes write a review we love doing this so please help us continue to keep this podcast going Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact, but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good, and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life For more information, go to radicallyloved.com or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.